0: So this is one of those episodes where we're actually recording like in the, this feels very in the moment. This is the closest we're going to have, I think, to a live episode. We tend to backlog uh, episodes, uh, but we are prepped now for the anniversary. Uh, We're recording today and uploading today and sharing today uh, for the anniversary, uh, January 6th, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's weird personally that January 6th has become something like 9-11 where you just say the name of the day and then pretty much, I would say, most people in the United States of America wouldn't know immediately what you're referring to. Um, a day that should live in infamy. Uh, and I found it kind of, and I'd, around the time people argued about should you, never, you shouldn't even invoke such a term. Uh, I considered at the time January 6th um, a bit of a nothing burger. But in the context of what's transpired the past few weeks, which I consider a shots across the bow or shots towards the face of a democracy as we know it, uh, invoking January 6th. Um, it's basically, it's the it's the nothing burger that won't die. It's like the Krabby Patty. It's like, you can't get rid of it. Even, no matter how you try to steal the recipe plankton or uh, innovate it the chum bucket, um, the Krabby Patty can't be defeated. Ah! so I'm Brendan McNamara
1: I am Andy Swindler and I think the real test there is do you remember what you were doing on January <laughs> 20, on January 6th yeah because I remember what I was doing on 9 11 I remember I was doing when Princess die died, died yeah. and um well I wasn't alive but you know a lot of people remember JFK those seem to be the three so does yeah. this does this in fact belong in that?
0: Oh, and the Pantheon. That's a really esteemed, good question. The
1: esteemed category.
0: Yeah, the, of, of cataclysms. Uh, yeah, the Challenger Exploding, I remember when I was getting, I think it was the first one of those for our generation. Good, call. good like call. 80, 86 or something like that. I don't remember what I was doing. Um, but that is an excellent question. I'd like to answer that. Uh, within the broader context of today's question, everyone, for everyone following along at home, uh, go ahead and bust out your game boards. Today, we're asking the question, was January 6th? An insurrection. Now, your question, was it memorable? Uh, What I was doing on January 6th was probably the same thing I did any other day. Uh, I was actually looking at pictures from the event um, that happened earlier that day. Uh, People were uploading stuff. I knew people who were there at the event. Um, especially protesting kind of uh, government overreach related to the quote-unquote pandemic emergency. And I don't say quote-unquote that there wasn't a pandemic emergency. I think there were elements, there certainly was a pandemic and there were elements of emergency uh, involved. But I just, I'm starting to use that um, to be specific. The pandemic emergency was basically what the government announced. Did you know we're, by the way, we're under, I think, 26 emergencies at the moment? The government has issued 26 emergencies over the past, some of them are like decades old. Uh, but we're in 26 emergencies, ladies ladies and gentlemen. If you ever feel panicked, you can blame the US government. Um, So yeah, I was just clicking and scrolling on that sort of stuff. And then I think sometime that evening, social media started updating with like riot stuff. And I was like, well, here we go. Here we go again, is essentially how I, my first response, um, because this is what had been happening throughout most of the year, was people got together, pretty much pissed at the government, Uh, over their handling of, let's say, uh, qualified immunity, police brutality, et cetera, Uh, or overreach straight at the lockdowns. Lockdown protests never really got that squirrely, actually. They were just, I think, in some ways, the lockdown protests were the most, like, widely decried across my bow and across the media, and they were the least violent. Uh, Almost nothing really happened. People just went out and, like, burned some masks, and people were like, you're disgusting! (laughs) And then there was, like, six months of, like, BLM, sort of the George... Depends how history will remember them. Perhaps it's the George Floyd riots uh, or the BLM riots. Uh, of course, it's problematic things of terming it both of the ways, but I hopefully you'll know what I mean. Um, and those, you know, I think as far as I remember, it's like a 10 percent or less uh, of those protests turn violent. But we all saw how violent they turned when they did turn violent, burning neighborhoods down, uh, businesses, police stations, um, etc. And so for me, January 6th, I was like, well, here we go again. More of the same. It's just it's yet another group. Uh, and I was excited at the time, too, because I was like, oh, this is good. This will help the people who feel like who are have been out at the B- BLM protests. Um, they won't feel so alone. They'll feel like, oh, good. All those people have our backs, too. This is all to me. And, then, and the other thing was just like people were reacting like it was horrific. Um, and I was like, no, it is good for our government to be afraid of us. So that was my day of, that was my day of response. Uh, so what was I doing? I was literally clicking around on social media. What about you? Can you take yourself back to whatever now? Three three years ago?
1: Um, I really can't. I would have to consult my my <laughs> yeah. calendar, which serves yeah. as my memory. I don't know. I don't. Um, for better or worse, I I don't really actively plug into the news every day yeah um so it's it's sort of strange how things find their way to me so in this case i'm guessing this did find its way quite quickly given how plugged in plugged in at the time i was to especially things like black lives matters and those kinds of protests and how many people in might be were quick or right or wrong to jump on anything anti-trump And I think that's a lot of what we're here to discuss is, you know, how much of this, you know, what's, what's the reality here? What's the context for that reality? How does that apply in any kind of legal or or governmental fashion? um, Beyond what was, I would say, exaggerated in a variety of ways to sort of appeal to different, you know, agendas. Uh, So that's how I first encountered it was just, you know Trump. Well, I don't know if we want to get into it, but it was basically through that lens. I'm sure on social media, uh, through a lens of uh, through a very anti-Trump lens. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm not saying that's. I'm not judging that. I'm just saying that's the context. I think I probably encountered this.
0: Yeah, I thought that too. I was so bummed at the time, man. It was the same thing when the like BLM protests started happening, and I saw much more gently than I saw a response to January 6, for example. But some people were like. Uh, what a ma- Like what a mess these protesters are making. Um, I think yeah. this is fueled by especially early on. Let's be honest in uh, in Minneapolis when they first started; those were phenomenally violent protests. Kenosha protests were pretty phenomenally violent protests. Um, so anywhere near the epicenter of an incident of uh, absolute, like demonstrable harm, uh, having occurred. At the like and and literally the state via the the sort of enforcement arm of the state via the police uh, being involved, I was uh, it certainly was it, it I think it besmirched the movement early, even as people tried to like pro, like there's a very uh, this is a classic meme or whatever that went around since twenty twenty one where it was like a it's a reporter. Uh, CNN reporter. I think it's a real screen cap. Maybe it's no, Maybe it's invented. Where a reporter is standing in front of like a burning building and says, and uh, on the thing it says mostly peaceful protests. As the reporter reports with like a flaming thing behind it. So that was like the vibe. Uh, the what's it felt gaslighty at the time because it was just like this is mostly peaceful and it's oh and then there was a weird media support for it, getting experts to like weigh in that it was important for people to be out in the street, even though when the lockdown. Uh, things that happened, those same outlets that said it wasn't okay. And so uh, that that riled me up in that whole general context uh, at the time, where I was so bummed out that the lockdown people weren't actually just 100% on board and excited about the BLM protests. And the BLM protests, because I was like, oh, look, good. This is They're the same. And I tried on social media adamantly to tell everyone, guys, we're the same people. We're we're all the same. I mean, quite literally, demographically, the same people suffering the most because of lockdowns are often the people suffering the most because of uh, like qualified immunity and police brutality. So we're all on the same page, guys. This is we're not antithetical. These are these. We should actually be coordinating these. People should be out there protesting lockdowns at the LM protests. Like we we should just coordinate. And then when January sixth happened, I was like, great, look how look how intense people are willing to get. And at least in January sixth, I thought made a lot more sense than like people burned targets and stuff. You know what I mean? And footlockers? I was like, okay, that's full on asinine tomfoolery. Footlocker has nothing to do with your anger. So that's that's you literally like losing your mind, like your your maladaptive thinking. Whereas, like protesting and trying to storm the capital of the United States of America, at at the very least, your anger is directed exactly where your anger is supposed to go to to the state and federal government for the whole thing. You know what i mean and i felt like there was this big divide and conquer being fostered by the media like time and time again that all of these things were somehow so different when i was just like these are all the same the same people and they tried to focus on the race the racial angle but like mm. and, it, and gross people tried to do it uh, on both biases you know what i mean that basically it was like black people wiling out in the streets and looting and that's all the protests were and then people were like all it was was white folks wiling out because they're losing their white country it was just like, what is happening? Y'all are. And th- th- you mean for this...
1: for like BLM and for January sixth, respectively?
0: Yeah, yeah. That media, like that was media coverage in 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 the in the realms of extreme bias, and and it just, I again, I I contend in our current system, left bias is extreme left bias just exists in way more quote unquote mainstream packages, ABC, NBC, NPR, <laughs> CNN. MSNBC, etc., then than, than right wing stuff. I still saw the right wing stuff, but it's definitely it's fringier it was fringier responders who are saying that. You know, so I was, sad. Yeah. I was, I thought it should. To me, it was like it should have been a striking a day of unity when we all were like, "Yeah, good for you." I hope that people who, think who, who hurt people got arrested, but everyone else, good for you guys.
1: And I have a goal today for myself of, of understanding that perspective even more from you because i feel like as we share i don't even know hundreds if not thousands of things over the yeah. last couple of years i know every once in a while january 6th will come up or something related to it yeah. and you often respond with sort of astonishment that it's it's yeah often the kind of folks that i've been in camp with a lot like the the, the lefty socialist you know crew um progressive crew that is denouncing everything about january 6th yeah um and so i want to you know really dig into that more because 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 at an emotional level it was i don't know it all seemed to match up i guess like yeah yeah like you know progressive good trump bad the people trump got people to storm the capitol they're bad like yeah we should probably not storm the capitol because hey government is good and i think somewhere in there is where the logic starts to break down right there's yeah. where the, like wait a minute why are we suddenly so adamant about protecting this part of the government and and that's also i guess at an emotional level just as an american that was the most confusing and alarming part i guess when i when i first heard about it was was yeah. just basic like logistics of the security and kind of i yeah. i may have even posted like wow i'm 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 surprised that it, we didn't have more security in place or something like that which seems to be a lot of what for, for for better or worse, what Trump did was sort of just poke a hole in just every every imaginable part of the government. We, we were like, Oh crap, there's not a law there that that's just sort of a gentleman's agreement that goes back three hundred years. Yeah. And it's like so yeah. Um, I think that's a question I I'm still holding, but it's so funny, and you know, I just we watch Love Actually for Christmas every year. Gotta do it. And I'm just Assuming that movie is a 100%, 100% accurate, accurate portrayal of the security of the Prime Minister of England, you know, he has like, <laughs> yes. he's yeah. like in the backseat of a Jaguar, and he has like one police officer yeah. escorting yeah. him. Like, yeah. I don't know.
0: <laughs> that's, that's all the security you need. Well, yeah, that was wild to me, because then people, I, again, this is why I, I was like, wait, something's going on here. Uh, I mean, something going on, something untoward in the way that it was being covered, It was just the way it was being covered, which seemed to be linked up and fostered by like the the individual responses where I was like, this is just it's just disproportionate. Um, so that was my immediate response. Now, speaking to my bias, I knew people who were there at the uh, I don't know anybody who was like in in the capital storming thing. Oh, and I just looked this up this week and I want to share this with people because I didn't know this. Um, I was reading this NPR article. Uh, let me give you the name of it. I sent it to uh, Andy as well. Um, I was kind of recap, like looking back how it was covered in 2021. And there was this uh, NPR article when they talked about, which I thought was cool. Um, they talked about how they uh, changed. I'm just going to say changed. They changed their uh, language. Uh, this is written on January 14th, 2021. It's, uh, the, it's an opinion column. So take that into account uh, by NPR, which is a, a left bias uh, media publication. It's The title though, if you want to look it up, is From Protest to Riot to, to Insurrection, How NPR's Language Evolved. Now, we talked offline. Uh, I find anytime people just use evolves, I'm immediately like, oh, really? Prove it. Prove that it was a, a beneficial adaptation and not merely a maladaptive uh, adaptation. Uh, because I think a lot of people um, just use um, evolved in place of changed, uh, which would almost be opposite. meaning of what evolved would mean Uh, so anyway um in that they were sort of talking about how they um uh, uh, they jumped kind of from uh from thing to thing uh and they were talking about the difference between the the protests itself related to um the actual uh, people assaulting the capital kind of thing and in it they uh, might have been this one gosh it might have been a different article because now i'm looking through and not finding it anyway it might have been the one about uh the false equivalency Anyway. There was a false equivalency claim um, being made, uh, where people were saying BLM wasn't the same because the BLM riots were mostly peaceful, and it was actually a small percentage of uh, protests that turned violent, typically with clashes with the once clashes with the police came into play. January sixth, the event, the whole event, all day long. Reportedly, at least looking back, um, had uh, around 120,000 people, and they were not prepared security-wise is what got my brain thinking about this. They were not prepared at all security-wise. On purpose, uh, by accident, I don't know. I'm not going to get into that realm. Um, So around 120,000 people, uh, somewhere around – they said around 1,200 people stormed the Capitol. So we're talking somewhere around, let's say one, let's say there's more people who didn't get all the way to the Capitol, or some there maybe fighting with police or whatever. But we're talking about a one somewhere around 1% of the people who attended the event on January 6th for a great number of reasons, and I know some of the people who were there, so that speaks to some of my bias, um, became violent, specifically in encounters with the police. So the false equivalency argument was actually proving it to be equivalent. And I was like, wait, this is the same kind of thing we've been seeing over and over again, a very small number of people getting violent. And at the time, I was like, they shouldn't have smashed their way into that. I didn't understand why people fighting with police over government mismanagement wasn't treated with the same huzzah that I'd seen people personally respond to for about six months straight previous. You know, I saw so many people sharing stuff about how terrible the state was, how terrible the police were. And that every time someone clashed with police, people were like, yes, get him. And then all of a sudden, this other group of people clashes with the police and you're like, you're disgusting. This is a defamation of everything we stand for. I was like, wait a second. And this is where I started forming my theory that we haven't asked as a question, but, but I still want to keep exploring that I have the sense, and you would know better than I, that there is something in the progressive uh, concept of ethics that is non-egalitarian. So when someone outside progressivism would accuse a progressive of being hypocritical, they're assuming the principle that they support or reject is an egalitarian, like a universal principle type thought. Like I don't, I believe that like fighting back against corrupt government and punching cops in the face is a good thing. So then you're like, okay, well, you think it's a good thing all the time. And you're like, no, only when the people I like do it. And you'd be like, well, that's hypocritical. You're like, no, you misunderstand the very premise of the, of the of the belief that it's that it's a universal principle it's not a universal principle it's a specific principle it's a it's a it's a a sort of it's closer to a relativist uh principle um anyway that's uh that's my long rant launching off of your response
1: yeah um well there's certainly contradictions in
0: But yeah i'm still but i'm awkward, still sad that people yeah, awkward
1: I'm, pause
0: yeah i'm still sad people just didn't get to again that's my continual sadness contextually uh, is that people just didn't get get together but here going back to the outline that kind of speaks to our 21 21 cents like what is our 2024 cents looking back has it changed has it modified and oh, and should we? I, we probably should very briefly for anybody who doesn't know, who doesn't follow the news, uh, the context in which one of the reasons we're discussing this is not only is the the quote unquote anniversary of what I consider a nothing burger uh, 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 is coming up three days from now. We also are speaking about this in the context of color, the state of Colorado, the Supreme Court of Colorado, and then now uh, the same thing just happened in Maine. Uh, Colorado's has actually been suspended, but Maine's is still ongoing. Uh, both of those states have removed. Uh, Donald Trump from the, uh, I think from the general election uh, ballot in Colorado, if I'm remembering correctly, and the primary ballot in uh, Maine. So they have taken the most popular presidential candidate by most polls in the United States of America, both parties, and said, you cannot vote for him here. The reason why, though, the justification was that he had participated or fomented insurrection. Now, Trump has not been uh, found guilty of fomenting insurrection. Uh, the insurrection itself has not been established. It is it is a matter of argument or opinion. Um, but in both of these states, they use this as the linchpin of why they should take the most popular um, presidential candidate off the ballot altogether. Which seems to me, once again, this is the way I, some people are like, Trump has this ability to bring out the worst in people. Um, I don't think so. Um, I think it already existed there. He is—he's—he's he's not responsible for for the actions of people in Colorado. As far as I can understand it, it is—it's a pretty potent uh, rejection of democracy as we understand it. And if I lived in either of those states, I would vote for Donald Trump. If I didn't live in any of those states, which I don't, I will not and never have voted for Donald Trump. But if anyone told me I couldn't vote for somebody. You, I feel like it's your it's, it's your ethical obligation to vote for that person, personally. I think anyone who didn't vote for them, those are the, I'd be like, they shouldn't. Uh, and I'm not the prince of everything, the emperor of everything. But I'm, I'd sort of be of the mind that we should at least consider whether they are a valuable citizen or not. Like, you don't you can't just tell someone they can't vote for someone and then they just don't do it. But they based it on the fact that, it, that an insurrection occurred. It's and it listen, they went into a full legal thing. I read, the, I read the whole insurrection portion. It's like many, many pages of how they made the justification of one occurring. It was biased. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't a complete argument. It was an argument in order to prove that point, which I found a little strange in a legal document, you know. But um, anyway, that's the context why we're even discussing this because it's now become, as we've seen and we've talked about over and over again, uh, it's like we're watching a a, a movie. Uh, Two different cuts of a movie on the same uh, on two separate screens in an airline, and then we take our headphones off and start talking about the movie. And everyone's like, "What? That didn't happen. What are you talking about?" No, she she runs away with him at the end. Like, no, they're dead. Like he's dead at the end. You know, whatever. Like, we somehow have this thing where people to to this degree now, people have such different visions of reality of like what actually happened and how you should classify something as to be like disqualified, and other people are like. What in the world are you talking? Like, so when that happened in Colorado, I was full on like, oh, we got to talk about this, because I didn't know until my dad was the first person I heard who called uh, January sixth an insurrection. I didn't know any real people, like non journalists, like believed that that it was that you would, it's something you would call an insurrection. I remember the time they called it a coup, a coup attempt over and over again, but then Afghanistan happened, the the withdrawal from Afghanistan, and the Taliban staged a coup. And in 12 hours, they had control of the entire government and billions of dollars of military hardware. And I was like, okay, now that's a coup attempt. That's an attempt and and success. You know what I mean? I was like a bunch of like the the QAnon shaman praying inside the whatever the halls of government and being like, hey man, because we also saw the videos, right? We saw videos, we were smashing their way in. We saw the photos of people smeared excrement, but we also saw tons of footage of people just like walking calmly through the Capitol as police kind of just were like, trying to keep them peaceful but they didn't even touch them or anything and they went and thanked people they thanked some janitor there they like prayed out loud in the in the in the halls of government you know what i mean it wasn't it wasn't like it was some sort of just like pure chaos or military organization and as many may remember this was actually tried as to whether there was a whole trial about it um and they tried to figure out whether it was like a coordinated some sort of coordinated effort to sort of overthrow or whatever and it was ruled that it was not FBI, CIA, whatever's like, this was not a coordinated effort to really do anything. There were some people there, I think, who were ready for the ish to go down. They were strapped up and ready to go. But I think those people exist in every protest that we saw for months and months. People were rolling to like Project
1: Mayhem it, you know?
0: Anyway, so that's me kind of like looking back and being like, all right, how do I how do I view it now?
1: Yeah, and I, I, I am holding this question re- relating even to what you were saying about know our our progressive ethics egalitarian um and there's certainly a uh i'll call it confidence at least but maybe something more Mm. uh, maybe dogmatism that that is Mm. attaches itself uh in the spirit of resistance in the spirit of well gosh if we if we give them any ground whatsoever then then we're giving in or, or we're, we're sliding off of our our ethical stance um and so especially through through our conversations and and some of your perspectives you know I've come to realize that that doesn't leave a ton of room for for exploring that other reality like you know are you ever sitting on a plane and you just start watching somebody else's movie it's like, yeah totally yeah especially if it's one you haven't seen and you're just like I wonder what's going on. <laughs> yeah, um,
0: yeah. I wish they. I almost wish we do sound. that.
1: I wish we do that more. Uh, you know, yeah, actually, yeah. genuinely, genuinely, as, as you and I do. Like, oh, that's your reality. That's how this whole show started. That's your reality. Oh yeah. gosh, that's your reality. Wow, that's really weird. I'm kind of curious about that, and I want yeah. to learn more about that.
0: And how that would inform yeah. your how yeah what you experience informs your thinking.
1: So I think at the essence of some of that is in the in the from the progressive side is like. When, when do we view any government authority maybe as on our side or, or good or worth protecting, um, whether that's lawmakers or the police or whatever? And when do we not? And yeah, I, I was reading that article you sent about really breaking down this what's happening in real time, as you just as you just said about states who are not allowing Trump to be on the ballot. Which I I am not a lawyer. I think we all know that um and yeah it seems pretty clear when it comes to things like constitutional law that that's not the state's uh the state is not not at, at whim to make those kind of conclusions on their own yeah so on the surface as far as i can tell in a very kind of brief um analysis is that that is being wielded as a, as a political weapon yeah to, yeah, to keep Trump sure. off the ballot. Yeah, so sure. that, to me, I, I do like subscribe to the larger mm-hmm. idea, to the extent that the Constitution is valid and reasonable and, of course, probably needing several more amendments, but that's how it was designed, Yeah. Uh, to the extent that that's, if we don't have the Constitution, it's hard to know what we have, right? And so yeah, constitutional is, law is, is really, really scary, hopefully right? we would all agree it's quite important. That we actually yeah. uphold constitutional law, because otherwise, where do we go from there?
0: Yeah, you're in a you're in a bit of a chaos field. Well, I like that too. I'd say the uh, I think it was a free press article that Bill Barr, who was like, I do not support Trump's candidate. I can't remember what it was called. but It was very funny. It was I was like, hey, this sounds like something I would like because it was like, uh, what did it say? Um, hold on, let me look at the title. Was uh, this is. Um, uh, attorney former Attorney General General William Barr, uh, Bill Barr, I oppose Trump and any efforts to ban him from the ballot. I was like, wait a second, that's that sounds like me. So I was like, I'm excited to read this or whatever. Um, but, but he, I thought, broke it down in terms of the constitutional uh, thing. Um, and was, this is something you had said, so I was going to have you read, I was going to... Uh, Actually, I'll just read it because I read fast. Section three of the 14th Amendment was ratified in 1868. Its immediate aim was to bar former officials from holding office again if they had betrayed the union, which already that puts me in a place of like, okay, slow your roll, union, like you're some perfect thing, let's be honest. Still le- still legal to own slaves in many parts of the union. So let's, let's, let's just put context in here. Okay, by serving in the Confederacy. Oh, bad guys. I mean, sort of bad guys, let's be honest. Um, Section three states that if a federal or state office holder, having taken an oath to support the constitution shall have engaged in, this is quoting now, quote, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. Both of those cases, folks, of the constitution. So the constitutional law is the most fundamental element in terms of just looking at it from an originalist um, sense. Uh, So if so, that person is disqualified from holding federal or state office. Section five of the amendment goes on to grant Congress the power to enforce this provision by appropriate legislation. So yeah, what a lot of people responded to is essentially like, okay, well, wait a second. So you are holding Trump guilty of a crime he's never been tried, he has been tried for to some degree in a sort of like weird congressional way, but has not been found guilty of like inciting insurrection. Uh, Along the way, no one has demonstrated that insurrection has occurred, but you're now assuming both of those things. be accurate and they said it was accurate based on the preponderance of evidence which is different as we know hopefully for anyone educated about the legal system habeas corpus um (laughs) that uh preponderance of evidence is uh, more of a civil uh standard than a uh, criminal standard so if he was convicted of this crime uh it's beyond reasonable doubt would be the typical uh boundary right and i would have to say i don't think there there's a reasonable, I could be wrong about this. I'm going to go ahead and say an outlandish thing, Andy. I don't think there's a human being in the United States of America who doesn't at least have reasonable doubt that, like, Trump did not incite insurrection or what happened on January 6th does not constitute an insurrection, meaning, like, some sort of den- like rejection, denial uh, of the Constitution in any substantive sense. You could still believe it to be true, right? You could be like, oh, this person is totally guilty, is what I think. However, is there a reasonable doubt? Like as, well, mm, mm, he did. I mean, Trump did say, let's go down there peaceably. He literally said the word peacefully. Uh, his Twitter was shut down, but he had already said, hey, like basically calm down, disperse. Quit like at 3, what was it, 3 p.m. or something like that. So he did, he made, he, well, there's all sorts of reasonable evidence to suggest that Trump did not foment the violent portion. And there's plenty of evidence, visual video evidence of people who just kind of walked around the Capitol, like just wandered around looking at things like we've all seen it or stood in the rotunda and like waved a flag, which we've seen people stand in the rotunda, like get into the Capitol and illegally protest, like what, like three or four times since then. We also have to remember when Trump was elected, things were set on fire and smashed all around the city. There was, there was full on like violent protests, things being blown up, people like people being arrested throughout the city. So it's like, this happens all the time. So we also have that sort of standard of like what sort of terrible thing occurred. Um, and one could have. So then to me, I if we if we apply the criminal standard, I don't think anybody does at least have a reasonable doubt that you're like, well, all right, there's something to the argument on the other side. Just like I, I could say there's something to the argument that he did, that he did. He's responsible for fermenting this action, which someone could consider an insurrection. I think it's a losing argument, but I, I can't say that it's unreasonable. There's nothing reasonable about it. You know what I mean?
1: Seems to be one of his talents is to ride ride the line there that makes yeah. it hard to yeah go really? fully beyond reason. I, it's yeah. funny I mean that I in my circles that is an outlandish thing because I mean part of that progressive dogmatism is I absolutely. I mean, it, it may be what you're saying that yes, somebody could just believe that he did it. Um, yeah, but to me that that belief is so strong and so dogmatic for so many people that it, it absolutely is beyond reasonable doubt. They're yeah, just that, like, no, no there's no room for doubt anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that would be an unreasonable. I mean, I think that's, that's literally an unreasonable person. Right. If you ever, can you imagine that if you were in a, if you were in a trial, let's say if you were on a jury and you're like, yeah, I just really believe it.
1: <laughs> you know what I
0: mean? You're like, I just really believe they're guilty. and I'm going to vote on that basis. Like that would be horrifying if you were a person in that courtroom. You know what I mean? You'd be like, I don't, that person i'm horrified that that person is a juror and i feel like anybody would feel that way like who who wants a jury where they're just like well i just really believe it you're like well but there's evidence contradicting it we've all seen it we've all heard it right at this I and mean, many who's interested in the, the you know what i mean you could go and look at the the transcript of trump's entire speech and read it whatever i did not watch it i just read the transcripts it's way faster and i do find him a little i find him annoying to watch
1: <laughs>
0: you know what i mean um
1: I think I don't think either of us like his personality, among other features.
0: No, no, yeah. No, I find him again, like it I would I would consider Biden a far more odious person, an odious presence, and a far more malevolent as I've laid out in this in this thing. That I don't understand why people could be like Trump's disgusting and not say the same thing about Biden. That makes no sense. But again, it's this not I'm trying to reckon get reckon with it as not hypocritical because I feel like that p- closes doors and windows, where I'm like, oh, it's just non-egalitarian principle. Where if someone who you like does terrible things it's not a problem if someone you don't like does terrible the same terrible things it's a it's a problem and so yeah I, I mean you
1: know i mean a lot of that probably tucks neatly into confirmation bias just yeah just oh hey this this person because the minute like you let in the idea or perhaps the reality that this person is not what you thought them to be is not who you voted them to be is not what, yeah. what you what you are holding on to as, as the need for your principles or your side or your your own person yeah I just I feel like then the world's come crashing down right <laughs> for
0: some people yeah for people I guess who people who build and this is why we've talked about this too like the religious aspect of strong belief is I was like other than the, I was like I don't because I am a religious person I was just like anything. But that, and even that, I was like, I'm down to scrap about and question, like, the dictates of divine creator God, you know? (laughs) So then, like, it's very weird to me that there are people who are, like, way down. We're talking about, like, political machinations of, like, political parties. You're like, how do you get, and I was like, maybe it's one of the safety valves of having religion, actually. Maybe it's a, I've never thought about that from a practical sense, but it keeps you At the, if nothing else, like foundationally focused, so then everything else becomes secondary, real, like or not even second. I mean, political machinations are tertiary at best as to, as to one's ethics or one's uh, one's identity or self. You know what I mean? I would hope.
1: Yeah, I think the closest I got there with politics was was with Obama. I mean, part of that's being here in Chicago, and I actually volunteered a little bit for his senatorial campaign, and like. I, there's just so many he, he checks so many boxes right of, of of sort of the the progressive icon and yeah yeah but anyway we don't have to go into that but uh, you know to me that that was a hard thing to break down when i just realized mm-hmm. you know oh guess what he made mistakes and guess what he wasn't perfect and oh which reminds me of something yeah um somebody shared once years ago that's um uh, know we need to get past the idea let's just in this specific example say like black exceptionalism and and her idea was we we need to um get to the point where black people can be mediocre yeah yeah, they can be as as crappy as any politician i'm like i think that's a great idea absolutely that's that's equality
0: (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) i think that's and i think we've been grappling with that this week too funnily enough i know uh uh, the president of harvard just resigned a couple days ago and i was like once again guys, let's people get all mad about it. I was like this should be a good thing. But if somebody was like wildly unqualified. Now people of course want to take it as like this is this is what's always been happening. You're like maybe, but I like I I think the great thing is at least I feel like socially we're we're so much farther past the point of exceptionalism being required anymore. It doesn't mean it's it doesn't exist that there aren't people who like want a if they want a black person to be 3 times as good as some white person they want to hire or whatever. I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but we've seen enough exa- public examples of people who were like, hilariously inept or whatever, in positions of power and Blacks. So then you're like, okay, great, cool. This is good. Like, again, I, I feel like like, like you, that um, we should be encouraged by that, you know? But again, I'm, I'm constantly, I am, as much as I love arguing, the whole point of arguing is to find some sort of point of unity so I'm, I'm a pro-unity person, you know, I'm like the lockdowners, the BLMers, and the January Sixers, all the same kind of people. They are all the same kind of people as far as I'm concerned. They don't like what the government gets up to and they want the government to hear their anger. And that's it. Sounds good to me. And I think all three of those things would not have occurred uh, if the government hadn't locked us all down. I think the BLM riots would have been minimal, minimal at best.
1: No, um, oh, I agree. I, even in even during them, I mean, I went yeah. to more than I can count, and I I just yeah. in real time was like, like I believe in what we're doing, especially at that time. Um, yeah. And half these people at least just wanted an excuse to get out of their house and break <laughs> the lockdown. <line.
0: laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and you're mad, and you get to be like f the police. You're mad at the government. Oh yeah, like you're mad at like, which is very reasonable the locked once again lockdowns were not a reasonable thing to ask people to do we were asked to do many unreasonable things which were harmful to us and our society De- we, are, we have lost decades of all sorts of <laughs> of uh, advances as a society because of the silly very silly response and so in all three of those and again the people i knew who were at january who were at the event at january 6th uh they weren't big trump fans they weren't there for that they were there much unlike every protest in the modern era people are there for like four different reasons you know People mm. are like, I want to end. I want to defund the police. Generally, I'm just mad that he, this man kneeled on a man and killed him, and then no one seemed to do anything about it. You know what I mean? We can't live in a society that's like that. And other people are like, Yeah, exactly. I just want to be out with people. I'm mad about everything. This is like, remember, remember the uh, Occupy Wall Street protests? Kind of mm-hmm. big, big joke about them or whatever. Was that like every single person you talked to had a completely different list of demands? I feel like all modern protests are like that. So the people I knew who were at January 6, for example, were like, uh they knew vaccine mandates were coming and they were correct um they were like we can't have that um we need we need full testing on these vaccines we have this uh, why are we spending so much money on this why are you spending trillions of dollars on this there were people there who were just anti war hawks uh, but a lot of it was about medical freedom uh, and anti lockdown sentiment cuz you're like oh okay here's where the libertarians uh you know will probably gather um, and it's less so about even just having to be a big trump fan and just being like hey the government is not being appropriate right now which is completely true So in some ways if that's the first time anyone in government felt that level of fear after perpetuating that level of malevolence on the population while pretending to be like uh munificent uh you know paternalistic you know your favorite uncles then in that way it's kind of great um and the bill barr thing i just want to take it back to that and this is the thing why i could almost i'm going to be weird now because It makes it seem like I don't think January 6th was an insurrection. By the Oxford definition, uh, and a violent uprising against an authority or government, that's such a broad term, then absolutely by that one, sure, it absolutely could be considered. Hence, I don't think it is, but I think it's reasonable to make the argument. However, if we look at the intent, the original intention from that Barr article in the Free Press, anyone engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the Constitution or given aid or comfort to the enemies of, said Constitution, uh, that person is disqualified from holding federal or state office. Everybody who greenlit and enforced uh, closure of, let's say, churches, right, the First Amendment, You, you cannot restrict the free practice of religion. Closing a church would be a restriction of the free practice of religion. That's just one. I think it was six or seven constitutional amendments were overridden by uh, by the lock by the lockdowns, um, both federally sort of federally Im- imposed and suggested. Um, also, one of Biden's first things in office was to issue a vaccine mandate, trying to get anybody who didn't do what he said fired. It was like the most authoritarian like first month. Uh, I-, I was shocked that people weren't like, "Look who's Trumpy." Um, that was ruled to be unconstitutional. So, both of those things, right? Anybody who then. In any way, uh, used force or police people literally went in and like shut churches down and like closed them off. And so, therefore, you're using physical force, which is physical violence, in order to thwart the Constitution. Yeah. Then, we also had throughout the whole year, we had multiple politicians um, supporting uh, giving aid or comfort, meaning they supported BLM people who were being. Uh, arrested for assaulting police officers or burning a police station down or whatever. They were like, cool, we're just giving to bail. We're raising money for them. So they were giving aid and comfort to the violent opposers of government. Not that I oppose those violent opposers, because sometimes that's appropriate. I'm totally open to that. Um, But once you start being that broad in it, this to me is like the scariest part. So I I need to be careful ethically if I'm not being I don't want to be too much of a pragmatist where I'm like, if Trump engaged in insurrection and he's disqualified, there are hundreds of politicians who are disqualified on the same basis. Biden would be disqualified. Um, uh, AOC, Kamala Harris, Cori um, Bush, uh, whatever, like just whatever. Just name a politician. It's going to be most of them, honestly. Uh, Gretchen Whitmer. Um, the dude, what's the Kritzer? Those, those brothers, those fat brothers in um, Illinois. Those guys. You,
1: you've um, already um, named every politician I know. So.
0: Okay, good. Yeah, but like it's so extensive—the number of people who vi- who like have opposed and like rebelled against the Constitution, or comforted and given aid to those who have also done so—it's it's so huge. So then, precedent-wise, I'm like, this is a this is why the the this is less about the truth of it though, and so I need to. This is the hard thing for my brain, where I'm like, this is a terrible idea, y'all. To rule this an insurrection. Because then very rationally, very quickly, we can eliminate most politicians. So in some ways, on the other side of that pragmatic application, maybe this would be the best idea ever. Because then we get rid of 90, 90% of the, the political populace.
1: <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, I feel like we're maybe blending two questions though. So the original question was, was January 6th an insurrection? Yes. Is that and it's it's linked obviously very closely to did did donald trump incite this resurrection yes um
0: and to me the they, answer there is absolutely no but but whatever right yeah so
1: so then the question is yeah was this an in, in insurrection like i yeah i hold those independently in the context yes. of this conversation yes. so we're saying did the 1200 people who stormed the Capitol yeah was that an insurrection
0: yeah Right. I feel like subjectively, I could almost get it, sure, in much the same way that people had been committing insurrection for six months prior. So to me, it was just yet another insurrection and a series of insurrections. Anything that sought to or honestly, this also means any time like there's a court, uh, like let's say someone goes to trial, and enough people like physically block someone, make it difficult for police officers to get someone into a trial that's insurrection. Like you're physically trying to stop habeas corpus uh, from taking place. Mm. Um, So I was like, sure, in a really broad sense. But I was like, that's why I I zoomed out. And I was like, well, okay, but if we start doing that, because again, this is another thing contextually that was denied, Trump tried to use the Insurrection Act to basically bring in martial law to bear, to like crack down on BLM protests. And people were like, what is wrong with you? Sick authoritarian, right? And then for some reason later, when other people did the same type of thing that we saw happen for six months. I guess I don't understand how it's substantively different. How did people in your purview, unless you just had a comment you already wanted to say, like, how did they see that as different? Like in my in my circles, everyone was like, well, they're different, but they're the same. It's the same type of thing, of course.
1: Well, that's but what I'm saw... trying to sort out. And yeah. I think like we may need to diagram this. A lot of it <laughs> you just verbalized, right? Yeah. But it's like seemingly somewhat... Strange and maybe even unpredictable when a certain group is going to support a certain action or or yeah or way of being. I mean, I guess the simplest interpretation is just like, oh, well, when the other side does it, it's bad. Um, and that feels a bit oversimplified here, but it's come up right. It's come up in a number of, of our conversations when the you know some of the groups I hang out with that that I think try to <laughs> organize as anarchists. Um, <laughs> yeah uh you know are very very resistant to even considering the idea that 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 maybe masks aren't helpful uh to this day uh that you know that the lockdowns were valid validated um yeah the vaccines were you know all, all of the things we've talked about quite a bit and that's and i've and i've attempted very gently actually to sort of bring some of these ideas into these arenas yeah and they've been I, in my perspective pretty violently rejected and so that i don't know i'm relating that i'm, I'm saying yeah, that, yeah that's that's like and i think the same way you're asking the question like wait a minute <laughs> i thought this aligned with your principles in this case we might broadly just say like your anti-government principles yeah um,
0: yeah
1: and so i don't i don't really know um so in this case my my sense is that there was some kind of different kind of line that was drawn like there was something about i don't know, like let's just look at the maybe the branches of government it's like oh yeah it's one thing to fight against the police well they're well they're very well armed it's another <laughs> thing to fight against you know these these you know Poor old white male legislators, mostly sitting in Congress in a, yeah. In, in yeah. a nice building, just doing their day, their day jobs. You know, like right. Isn't that let, funny. Let's leave. Let's right. leave them alone. You know,
0: right. When they but it's so funny. That's literally this is the thing. I thought I was like, it actually makes way less sense to fight police because those are literally like the foot soldiers, really. So then I was like, wouldn't it make more sense to like put fear in the people who tell the police what to do? Like, like if you had a chance to go shoot a general. And Just saying, let's say if you were in an actual conflict, if you had a chance to shoot a bunch of generals, or you could shoot a bunch of like grunts, like privates, like, of course, you shoot a bunch of generals. Like, what are you talking about? That's, or at the very least, those are the people who you need to be aggressive towards because they're the ones making everything happen. So it's like, Actually, it's a very, it's a funny, but again, this is the funny thing where I'm like, this is, and I, I remember for a, this is why I'm trying to formulate my new theory because I was. I would get, I get so mad where I was like, wait, this is just being hypocritical because I don't, and and I wasn't seeing it. I saw people who were like, the BLM riots were disgusting or whatever. And parts of the BLM riots were super disgusting. And I think most people saw that and agreed. Anytime you start, listen, plenty of people- Let's, just let's say like, the
1: riots were disgusting, the protests were not. That's the line I draw. Like yeah. when, when yeah, yeah, it yeah. comes a riot, it's like, you know, and yeah. I could even yeah. say there's yeah. reasons people cast out of capitalism, fight against it and destroy targets and whatever. But- Sure, sure. Yeah, anyway.
0: Yeah, it goes steal. Yeah, yeah. But like, obviously, like there was enough footage. It wasn't like anyone was unaware that people like, ra- yeah, literally destroyed entire targets and stole things. Just stole. They just turned it into thievery. Like, ma- there was mass acts of thievery, and because everyone had their cameras out, we saw it. It was bi- the billions. I think the the original like Minnesota protest might have been actually the most like expensive repair protests I think in U.S. history. Now you got hmm. to factor inflation in that sort of thing. And we'd seen in previous. You know, you know, many, uh, you know, whatever was in Dallas, it was like a dozen or six something, right? The police officers killed in the Dallas one. That was actually in the first round of BLM uh, protests. But but people saw it and they were like, I don't like how this is happening. But even people who were like, this is gross, they still were like, well, of course I understand it. Like I understand some of it, you know what I mean? There was no, there was, I, I heard very little, like viewing angry people, angry about gross stuff as the other side. So maybe that's part of what's happening even all the way now into colorado and maine it's the idea of seeing and this is what i tried to foster continually i was like it's not different sides guys we're literally all the same side we're all citizens we're all citizens angry about what the government's doing we feel like the government's not being trying to do anything's in our best interest and they're not protecting us and they seem to be protecting themselves and infighting and like it's we hate it. we hate everything about this right and the let's not pretend also i don't think the election was stolen uh in the way that a lot of people think it was stolen i do think people very openly uh jury rigged it as much as possible i think the media was the news media broadly was very invested in trump getting trump out of office based on how they covered him and how they covered the election i think there was a lot of like manipulation going on so was it a free election i was like no no modern election filled with like where we're filled with the landscape of internet propaganda. Real and imagined is really a free election anymore. We're we're a wildly manipulated uh society. Also, oh my god!
1: What is it? It's it's billions.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's the longest
1: election cycle. It's billion. I mean, it's it's, a, it's an industry. It's a yeah, full-on yeah, industry.
0: Yeah. So it's not. It's never free and clear. It's never. It's not fair. People aren't fighting fair, and they're not trying to fight fair. So was it a fair election? No. Of course it wasn't.
1: most well, so, of this misty uh, thing, which cracks me up? With Clinton's and the Bushes, and the, you know. Yeah. Like. Okay we're it's trying good. to be royalty oh my god by the way as an aside, yeah rachel and i started watching the christmas prince uh, in a very um moment of just you know holiday frivol- frivolity
0: yeah it happens
1: and it's you know it's just one of the silliest movies but it's it's just like the height of just yeah i don't know royal royal what do you want to say like <laughs> i don't know celebrity royal oh yeah yeah I, I'm losing the word, but you know what I mean. Yeah, just, like
0: that's yeah, almost the cult of personality aspect, like projection,
1: just like oh gosh, yes. like, whatever. And uh, yeah, and then we're, we're we finished the first one, and it's like fine, we we rotted our brains for two for two hours, and then yeah. and we're like, oh my god, there's a sequel. Oh, I had
0: no idea.
1: And oh my god, there's a third one.
0: <laughs> oh geez. And there's a whole on. other
1: series called Christmas with a Prince. No, like there's that's something cool. here. Like there's yes. something in this that is relevant maybe or i'm just bringing up random stuff but but a couple things i want to bring up that are more maybe related to that in a weird way is is the idea of etiquette Mm. i I feel like there's some sense of like etiquette that is at play here um and you know it, it i don't know like in like who you're fighting against or how you're fighting or yeah um, like yeah, like it's which is weird. I mean, I I can't even quite make sense of it. Yeah, but it, it it's a it's a feeling. It's a question I'm holding. Like, what is this around? You know how you're supposed to fight the government and where yeah, yeah. you're supposed to fight the government rules um, of engagement and who is supposed to fight the government? I mean, I think that's one of the challenges here. Yeah, because I think I think you brought up. I think people point to it being racialized in the sense that it is like one of those articles flat out was like it's a white supremacist you know candidate leading a white supremacist group and it's just like yeah yeah you know you and i see the white supremacy thing a little differently but even i'm like come on he's not this is not the kkk um um so but what is fairly clear to me in the context of this conversation is that one of the I Don't know. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think most of the people there were white, white Americans. I think of the 1200, is yeah. That...
0: I, I, I have no idea.
1: Okay, so I don't know. Let's yeah. assume that's true, just because I kind of imagine Trump supporters are mostly white. Um, and
0: I think but that, the, everybody's supporters are mostly white, Biden supporters are mostly white. Every, yeah, well, every, every, we're, every, we're, every, we're,
1: yeah, we still are a majority white country, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But so I that's a I'm now holding that question is it like,
0: yeah,
1: is it? not even so much what they did but who did it which is the privilege that, that so was invoked yeah. the privilege that was invoked to be yeah. able to wander into congress and therefore yeah. it's not even so much about the white it's not the white supremacy of like um so it's so weird it's like i think in that logical pattern it's like no yeah. this was a demonstration of white privilege and white supremacy by being able to even just wander into Congress. Yeah. but and it's maybe so, not. Yeah. 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 Isn't yeah. that so
0: funny though? Cause I remember for six months previous to that, so much of the uh, advocacy around BLM protests were like white people use your privilege, like put your bodies between. Absolutely. And so it's like, so oh it's my like God. wait a second, you literally told people to weaponize privilege. And now when they weaponize privilege, you're holding it against them that they weaponize privilege. You're like, hold on. This is why I was like, Okay, I have to formulate something different. I'll just get mad at these at people who would say these things because I would listen to the same people who I know online or whatever. You know what I mean? Say like pretty much make those points, but somehow change their their ethic based on who the person was, like an identitarian uh, fashion. And then you're like, well, wait a second. If if they did have privilege, then don't by privilege don't you have responsibility? In which case, if someone was going to attack the actual federal government, wouldn't that actually if you. Uh, uh, I don't believe in all this. I don't I don't think it's accurate representation of reality, but like let's say you thought white people were privileged in that way, then it would be their responsibility to do such, to like to go farther, to go to the federal government. Like you would with great power comes great responsibility. And if privilege is access to power, then these are these are and these to me, but this is the sense of like I thought these were basic American values. Like I think spider mans uh, Stanley slash Spider-Man's, uh you know, ultimate ethos was something that kind of all Americans sort of believed in, generally. But then I came to believe it was like, oh, people don't believe that. And then I was like, oh, dang! Now we're watching two different movies, two different cuts of the same movie, and then we got to figure out how we. But then this is the weird thing. But I was like, wait a second, they did believe it. Well,
1: good used... reference because I, I, it's hard to think of any story that's been told more ways than spider-man but yeah but... I know, I know.
0: but repeated over and over and over again right but i do i feel like it's part of our natural our like national uh, ethos now um and because and and pe- people invoke it across all uh, all parts of the spectrum there's something you know he's like he, he, spider-man's a relatively apolitical figure um except when he exposes his identity as part of the you know mutant registration act but we can get deep on that with the Marvel heads uh, offline so, yeah, that was the thing that was so, remains so contradictory was, uh, so in some ways, is was January 6th a re- resurrection, uh, insurrection? Sure. Yeah. And if so, many BLM protests were as well. Um, we've experienced many of them. I could even contend that uh, the the lockdowns themselves, any, any enforcement of violation of the Constitution would be an act of insurrection. We've got to go ahead and do it across the board if we're going to do it. Um, what I think that what intrigues me in the question to even why I ask the question is to go, well, why would people not have, <laughs> well, of course, I always think I'm right <laughs> until I'm wrong. Uh, it's like, why wouldn't have people have my egalitarian interpretation? They're like, okay, yeah, if it was, then that was too, and that was too, and that was too. We have so many incidents of that. We have a lot of stuff, work to do, as opposed to like this, this sense, which to me, formerly, I would have in- included under the realm of hypocrisy is it's it's insurrection when you do it not when i do it in which case i was like well okay and this is the hard thing too andy is like how do you determine when that whether that's just a modified that's that's a precision non-universal non-egalitarian ethic or is that a hypocritical person and that as i'm trying to formulate my theory over months and months now i was like i don't actually know how to answer that question it's like the hardest part of my theory
1: yeah well i i mean when we you know, I've talked a lot about like diversity, equity, and inclusion. And when we talk about equity, that's about changing systems. Yeah. And in the context of government, that means changing laws. So, yeah. yeah, to your point about like, well, wait a minute, you know, like, gosh, this is kind of the ultimate protest in that sense of of going right into the hall of the lawmakers and saying, yeah, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you know, like we, yeah. we do. so in that way, you know you would almost an insur like deeming this well not deeming this as an insurrection could almost see a benefit to oh because then it's like oh well then anybody could just wander into congress and like yell at politicians yeah um i think though part of it really kind of like what i was saying earlier is this sense that oh we wouldn't have gotten away with that like these people yeah. got away with it because they're white now yeah. i i haven't even in our getting ready for this episode, i feel, you know I'm a little under-researched, but that's not entirely true. I mean...
0: Oh, not at all. Many people been, have been
1: thrown in prison for, like, years, right?
0: Way worse. <laughs> way worse for way less. Oh, no, it's not even remotely... Way more people were arrested during the BLM protests period because it was a way larger period. But in terms of, a, like, significant sentencing, it's not even close. It's not even close. Now, one could say, well, it's state versus federal... And that same thing, if you like, if you try to punch the governor in the face, you're going to face this sort of bad consequences. But if you try to punch the president in the face, you're going to face way worse consequences. Yeah. So there's that. That, that is involved, um, certainly. But, um, yeah, no, the, it's it's simply, uh, it's, a, it's a very strange thing to assume a multiversal interpretation of, like, this wouldn't have. Now, when the BLM protests were in... Um, D.C., there was a far more significant uh, police presence. Now, again, you can say, well, is that racist? You're like, well, could be. Also, just could be pragmatic, meaning they got to D.C. The protests came to D.C. later after a series of other protests, many of which ended with billions of dollars of damage. People have been hurt, killed, uh, etc. Whereas there was really no precedent to be like, oh, this, this event. And... Predictively, if 1% of people actually went over to the Capitol, it actually was a relatively peaceful thing. I don't think they knew. I, I mean, I literally don't think they had any idea how big the gathering was going to be. Because I think people still. To Trump this day, notoriously
1: exaggerates his attendance.
0: Yeah, exactly, right? And you're like, oh, he's so popular. But I think because people came, again, just like the BLM protests were swollen by the fact that the government had told us uh, to go home and shut up and stop talking to your neighbors and stop having parties. Um, and put and stick this thing on your face that's going to increase, uh, you know, uh, whatever, viral replication uh, in your own system as well as communicate it to other people. They didn't say all that, but that's what was going on. Uh, likewise, I, I don't think they were ready for how many people were just generally mad who were going to come show up. <laughs> and they're just like, I don't know if I'm for Trump, but I'm not for you guys. And I think let's also remember, 20, that election was also the weirdest election we've ever experienced, guys. This is the weird thing at the time too, is like it's just like, Why is everyone acting like this was normal? Like, listen, I know people bring it up over and over again. People refer to this as a nothing burger, but like the 100 Biden laptop or whatever. 50-some-odd government, like, intelligence employees lied about it being a Russian collusion thing, which was found out later. Everyone was like, oh, yeah, it wasn't. So they did that, like, right before the election. So they suppressed a story that would have hurt the candidate, who won. That was a big deal. There was mass... Uh, Social media suppression going on all year long, and it continued and got worse and worse afterwards. At literally at the White House's behest, I've never. There's never been so many mail-in drop-off votes in the history of our country. Like, that's not. You go and you vote in person. I voted in person. It wasn't impossible. There was, and because the the virus, people at home were also like. You're exaggerating the virus. You're you're relying on like outdated models that like the WHO early on with COVID were like, oh, it has a 3.4% fatality rate. Turns out, of course, for the overall populace, it's like 0.0, 0 something, right? It's it, They exaggerated it like 400 times. And so they were like, well, it's because the threat that we would have to go outside and stand in line and people are really afraid of the threat. No, there wasn't a threat. So for everyone at home who was like, there's no such threat, which is a pretty substantial Probably not half the country, but, you know, 30 to 40 percent of the country, I would assume, was like, this is bull crap. All these mail-in things. This doesn't sound safe. This sounds weird. I don't know. I don't like it. Um,
1: I voted early in a unicorn onesie. So,
0: yeah. yeah. So, like, just that, that was it was the weirdest thing. So for people to be suspicious and act like, well, there's just no way there was anything truthful. Listen, I don't think they were accurately interpreting reality when they thought Trump actually, like, literally won the vote count. Did people manipulate it? Were people in that room who probably did something vaguely illegal? Probably, I don't know. But it was the weirdest, and this is the weirdest, this is the, again to me at the time, and I feel like for a lot of people it just set in, in 2021, that they neglected to pay attention that A, it was a really weird year where people were protesting violently for quite a long time. And then it was the weirdest election I've ever experienced. And it, That's not even taking into account like jury rigging you know, gerrymandering, jury rigging like districts by both Democrats and Republicans ahead of it. You know what I mean? It was just like, there were so many things that were super, as the kids say, super sus. So it was, it was so weird to me that for some reason on January 7th, I feel like most people had just threw out all context in that same, and this leads to that same thing. We were like, it was an anti-Trump thing. This is like one of my other questions I want us to consider at some point, like is TDS real? Trump derangement syndrome. That's people are literally unable to perceive reality. And I don't mean like what you perceive or what I perceive, but I just mean what is demonstrably objectively so. You know what I mean? When people were like, well, Trump didn't even try to stop them. You're like, well, no, he literally told him to be peaceful. And then he tweeted, which is how he communicated regularly throughout his entire presidency for them to like disperse and to not get violent or whatever. So I was like, so when people say he did it, well, yeah, but that doesn't count. He, you know, people just go, no, that's not. So at that point, you're just avoiding objective reality, even in evaluating. So I feel like that happened in 2021, and my horror only was recently with these Colorado, Colorado and Maine things that I was like, wait a second, people never, never stopped thinking about it. They mm-hmm. just had that weird reaction. They denied reality, and now here we here we are. So for me, subject objectively, I can I can agree that January 6th is was an insurrection. And there were many other besides, and we've experienced many insurrections since, Um, if you're going to just be purely objective about it. Subjectively, which I haven't really discussed yet, my thing with an insurrection is, I think, for me, subjectively, I have the sense of it, that it's like, uh, it's similar to a coup. Like an insurrection would have to be an attempt to overthrow government. And nobody, I'm not saying nobody there wanted to overthrow government, but again, We had about six months of people being, like, defund the police, which would essentially be, like, trying to overthrow, like, the government's, one of the government's primary, besides the military, but certainly primary domestic uh, application of force. So that would be a type of overthrow anyway. Um, And I'm okay with that. But I don't think it, it wasn't like January 6th was some sort of, like, reasonable effort to, like, literally overturn the entire government. I think they were trying to get him to stop counting, maybe. Stop counting. We need to, we need to fix this. I don't think anyone was like, we need to depose this entire government. Uh I shouldn't say anyone. I don't think a substantial amount of people, based on how many people were there being active, uh, were like, oh yeah, we're gonna overthrow this government, we're gonna install a new one, or install Trump as king. I just never saw any evidence for that. So then I was just like, okay, well I can't, I can't presume that without without evidence. Yeah. But that's but that's a subject, but I'm so sub. So pulling back, subjectively, I would say, well, no, of course it isn't. It wasn't at all an in insurrection. It's silly to call it anything else other than a than a riot. It was just it's just yet another riot in a series of many riots that we all should have been quite used to of people who had reasonable and unreasonable anger, just like we saw for months before that. Reasonable and unreasonable anger. We're all on the same side, y'all.
1: <laughs> I assume this next election will be run by AI, so buckle up. Um
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Uh We're I also done for. I concur. I, I give a thumbs up to this being an insurrection. With no further commentary.
0: Just it. Just it. Okay, but would you egalitarianly apply it else elsewhere? Right? So anybody who,
1: um,
0: so any yeah, so anybody who like on the basis of like the the violent and government opposition aspect.
1: Okay. Um. Yeah. Would would were there other insurrections? Are there other insurrections? Is that what yeah. you're asking? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Basically, is it? Is it? As, is it? If we're gonna unrarify it, have there have there probably been dozens of dozens of such over the past yes. three years or whatever?
1: Yes. Although this is this conversation is helping me really dial into the context of it mm. being the capital i i don't know like i yeah. somebody i don't know th- like fighting pushing back protesters pushing back against the cops you know here in chicago i don't know that doesn't strike me as an insurrection against the government
0: mm. oh interesting for some reason hmm. I don't know. so it have to involve the capital itself right like so like well the- i don't
1: know maybe i think i'm somehow for some reason like distancing the police in this case from from the government
0: oh interesting oh I consider, Oh, that's so interesting yeah because i consider the police is like almost the primary mode in which we interact with the government
1: yeah no you're right i'm i'm not saying that's right i'm just holding yeah, yeah, that. yeah yeah i'm like yeah hmm, that's, an, like a... that's that's where i am on this particular thread
0: yeah it's like a separate separate action
1: which probably oh, puts me weird. a little closer to the you know <laughs> the, the people who are stumping for this uh, in in the way that you're questioning, but
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. well, hey, hey, if it, if it goes through, I'm still down. Uh, and and then I'm hoping every lawyer in the in the country will uh, apply it to every single politician, and we will actually we'll have no idea who we're gonna vote for for president anyway because most of them, uh, most of them will have uh, violated the Constitution, rebelled against the Constitution in some way or another. Yay. <laughs> All right, hey, we're almost we're close to an agreement. That's pretty good. Um,
1: awesome. I love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye.